Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. Well, our guest today is back. We have a repeat guest this podcast. We've got Ty Snap from Iowa Baseball on. So Ty, how's everything with you? It's been a little bit. We talked to you right before the season kind of was really going to get underway. So now let's get a little update. Everything's good with me, man. Like I said, we're just, uh, we're mid-season, just kind of been going going through whatever that entails these days how are you guys doing i'm good i it's getting close to finals week so today was a grind but i'm getting through it (laughs) yeah i'm 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 really close to tuning it out completely like very very close it's dangerously close so i yeah this is about the time in the semester where i start to just like do everything at the last minute but get it done but it's just because it's so nice out and with everything just kind of like reopening and life slowly crawling back you know you kind of just don't want to stay inside anymore and you want to go outside it feels like but I was gonna say you on the other hand we talked a little off camera you uh have been going through you said you had a little back injury you aggravated on at Purdue you said Talk us a little through that, what happened, started preseason, and then it was kind of re-aggravated then. You take it away. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I had an injury come up in the preseason in my lower back area, and uh, I was able to get some stuff done for it, get going, uh, get into the season and start off, and uh, got to play and stuff early on, and I re-aggravated at Purdue. And uh, it's one of those things I'm going to end up missing the remainder of this spring with, just to kind of get it rested up and get some more – get some more uh, things done on it and get ready to kind of go for the fall and next season, unfortunately. So with an has it ever has it ever been no. something you've, I was just going to ask if it was ever something sorry. you've ever dealt with previously, if this was like a lingering thing or if this is just something that's, this is the first time you've ever had to deal with it. No, no, I haven't had it. I, I started dealing with it back in about January um, and kind of got through it throughout the preseason and got back in time for the season and uh, just reflared up now, but nothing before then. So now like having to kind of work all the way back to now getting ready to play for the fall, when you first kind of were told the news, like, hey, you're kind of out for the rest of the year type of thing, after being so like ready with everything that happened with COVID and getting your season canceled last year and everything, what has that been like for you? And what's been your approach with supporting your teammates and kind of working to get back to get ready to play in the fall? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh it's a dagger. I mean, it hurts. And, um, there's been a lot of, a lot of stuff on and off the field that's gone on for all of us for the past now year, year, couple, like 13, 14 months here. Um, so I mean, that news hurt me for sure. But I mean, looking at it, we still had at that time, we still had eight more weeks. And for me now going forward, I, I can't do anything with the fact that my back's hurt. I can't do anything with the fact that, you know, that's just kind of my situation, the cards I was dealt. So I mean, going forward right now, it's, do everything I can to be the best teammate I can and take care of my guys. Cause I mean, when I was out there, that's all I'm playing. I'm playing for my guys. I'm playing for the school. And now I'm getting to do the same thing just from the bench. Just don't get to be out there. Yeah. Um, what, what's yeah. been, what's been the highlight of your season? So obviously you had some bad news, but you were DHing and you were getting some playing time and, you know, get, get getting to play, even though you weren't fully healthy. So like, what was the highlight so far? You mean like performance wise? Yeah, performance wise. And then what was the overall team highlight for you? Like what was the what's been the moment of the season as a team? Moment of, moment of the season as a team. Um man, we've had some we've had some great moments this year. 
I, I mean, one of the, one of the easy go-tos is Peyton Williams home run against uh, Minnesota last two weeks ago. Now that was awesome. Um, and then getting, we got rolling pretty good against Ohio state a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was pretty nice. And, but, and, ju- and just to touch on for the audience that doesn't know Peyton Williams home run, which we'll, we'll retweet that or post on the podcast social so people could see that. But that kind of got blown up on Barstool and Barstool, Iowa. So that was a pretty big one because it was just an incredible home run. Um, can you tell the audience what you and your teammates basically say where the ball is now? <laughs> I, we like to say that that ball is somewhere out in the Milky Way and we gained a planet that night because it's just going to orbit the sun. <laughs> what it's not Peyton's, landing anytime what, soon. What did he say when he there. came into the dugout after hitting that? Like, what do you even say after hitting a nuke like that? To be honest, man, we were all just so hyped up. He didn't even say much. You see, we did our uh, we did our celebration. He came in. We all just jumped him around the dugout as you do in baseball. And uh, he, he's a pretty he's a really quiet, super humble guy. So he doesn't say a whole lot ever. But he was he was excited. He was hyped up. You saw him with his pimp job and everything. He was he was ready to go. So, does he ever hit just absolute nukes and BP or just oh off my the God, field? Yes. Like, you guys yes. knew something like this was bound to happen and some yeah, poor I mean, pitcher was going to end up getting viral someday? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he – uh no, I mean, he's a 6'5", 250-pound – he's a great athlete. He's strong as all ha- – like, he is – he hits he hits bombs. So – That's what he does. So, for you, when you hit a home run – what goes through your head as you're rounding the bases? Like, do you ever want to pull a celebration of some sort? Do you do a bad flip? Like, what what do you like to do to celebrate a home run? Or do you have specific handshakes with teammates? Or, like, what's the go-to celebration for you? No, I mean, if it's – I mean, if I know it's gone right off the bat, I'm I'm not a big – like, I won't do a lot of, like, bad flips and stuff. You'll see me all immediately just go into my home run jog. I'll high-five my first base coach, shake coach's, Coach Heller's hand around third, and then – uh usually meet some guys at home with some sort of flex or something. And then I don't know, we do a, uh, our whole team, every home run, we do a guy's slam dunks and air basketball. And the whole <laughs> team like goes boom at once. What's the so, coolest slam dunk you've seen? Uh, ben Norman had an awesome one. I think against, I want to say it was Minnesota at home. He just, I, he pulled a, he pulled a Jordan basically and jumped from God knows how far back. <laughs> it just held it up. It was sweet. Lands with the spikes in the dugout and sliding the little matrix. <laughs> Didn't get too much speed going. Uh, we keep everybody on the turf. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. We keep good. on the turf. So, so, so speaking of like the team, and you, you were talking a little, the team started slow, but you guys had a seven game win streak and you found yourselves at 15 and 10, about a little over halfway through the year. You got nearly 20 games left, maybe a little under. What's the team feel like right now? And kind of take us through what that felt like starting slow and then gradually gaining momentum. And this, you are now looking at like the latter half of this season. Yeah. I mean, early on it was, I mean, it was frustrating because we are, we have a lot of experienced guys. A lot of guys come back for the third, fourth, fifth years on the, in the program. Um, And ever we have so, most of the guys in our lineup are, we have so, we have so many fifth and sixth years around. And so it, it, it's a really talented, really experienced team. And so starting off slow, it was tough, but we always just kind of knew, like, hey, we're right there. We're, we're a couple swings away. We're couple, put this together away. And uh, around Ohio State, you know, we had our captains had pulled together a meeting and we all got together and kind of talked to each other and just really kind of reset our direction and kind of how we're going to approach what we're doing. And, uh, I mean, from there, we've been – we went from four and eight to 15 and 10 
and uh, it's it's and it, it's been a blast. I mean, every we come every day and work as hard as we can to get better. And said we we've kind of we approach every single weekend the same, whether it's gone gone good or not. Um, just go out there and get ready to ready to lay it out. What do you, this is just like a baseball. It's not, it has nothing to do with Iowa. It's just a question I wanted to ask you, which is as a hitter, what do you prefer hitting with like metal or wood bats? I honestly love, I I prefer hitting with wood personally. Really? I mean, you just like the feel of it. Yeah. I like the feel of wood better. Um, I mean, you get, so you'll, you'll get more give on the metals. Like you can miss balls a lot better and still do a lot better. Like you miss a ball a little bit on metal. It's going to result a lot better for you than on wood. Chances are. Um, I just like to feel a wood better personally. That's interesting. Do you have, do you train with a do you train with a wood bat instead of a metal? Yeah, like you well, usually in summer ball. Um, like when we all go off mm-hmm. after the season and go play summer ball, we all swing wood bats. Um, yeah. Pretty typically in high school training in the winter, like when we weren't in season, I'd always use wood up until about a week before the season. Did you ever get a wood bat that you were just enamored with that you loved that you made sure you never split in a, in a batting practice or just hitting on a machine or anything? <laughs> I have a few that I absolutely love. And then I have, I have one that I got from my club team in high school that had like, they gave them to us, like our name engraved and like, uh, like American flag logos that I never once swung. <laughs> never. I it's just, never ne- hit a ball. Never hit a baseball. Never will touched it, a baseball. Will it ever, hold on. If you ever did a gender reveal where you, your your wife pitched a ball. Oh, Jack! Would you use that bat? That would be that would actually it's a great idea. Yeah, look at that. that would happen, absolutely, that would be the bat. Look at yeah. that, Sam. I'm Jack, just putting gender been, together. That might have been the most random question you've ever asked the guests. But I, but dude, that's like the only time that you would ever swing that bat if you haven't swung it before. You know? No, I, so. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, that we got a lot of time before that has to be a concept. Oh, yeah, yeah no, definitely. And let's just hope that you, you still keep the bat or something. So we'll see. But <laughs> yeah. But absolutely. Okay. So, well, the other thing I was going to ask you is like with the way college baseball is played and stuff with metal bats and stuff, as a guy who prefers wood, do you wish you guys got to play with wood? And like, is there a reasoning behind the metal? Like why college plays with metal? Because um, I don't know it. To be honest, I don't really know either. I think a lot of stuff could come down to like I know a lot of like we're all like sponsored by different things, by different uh, like companies. Mm-hmm. So I think some of it could come to that sort of thing. I don't know. I think we've college just always kind of been metal, and it still is from what I understand. Um, is there ever an adjustment when you're swinging like a metal and wood bat that you have to kind of? There's, there's definitely, there's definitely a difference to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I don't know how to describe it with wood, you, you just get, I think wood makes us like, makes you a better hitter because you really got to stay on your barrel all the time and you have no give and not that you can't be a good hitter with metal. Absolutely not what I'm saying, but I'm saying, I think wood is a much more like precise, like spot with it. Even you have to like line up your grains and you got to hit it perfect. And all that stuff. Now, metal, you just kind of wherever the heck you want on the bat. Just as long as you get on the barrel, you're fine. There's no grain to worry about any did of you that. Ever, so. Did you ever have one of those uh, those band composite bats growing up and just remember how it would hear when the ball would come off one of those? You know, I was like – I was like 10, 10 – my like 10-year-old season was the last yeah. time those were allowed. So, like, I don't I don't remember a ton. I do have a couple buddies back home that uh, 
I'll help them. Like, will, will you, we, we coach a little 12 U team whenever I'm around and whenever we're done with those things, we'll swing. They have the, one of those old BSR bats that are just so like oh, yeah. to call them hot. Cause they come off so quick and we'll like, throw, we'll like <laughs> yeah. flip through each other and hit with those things. And it's a difference. Oh, it sounds like a gun gets shot when one of those bats hits a ball. Like it's like that one definitely does not sound regulated. Oh no, those things are those things would be death traps <laughs> oh, these God. days. Would so, you? Would you? I was just gonna ask. Would you ever prefer college baseball going to wood, or do you like just how it is? I mean, I like how it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I really thought about it to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we get to swing wood in the in the summers. Yeah. And get a different feel, but uh, I, I like it as metal. Are you planning on playing summer ball this summer or with the injury? Like, what's that looking like? Yeah, so originally I would have been and I was signed with the team. But um, no, with my with my injury, I'm going to be I'm going to be out for a while here. I'm going to miss being I'd miss the entire summer kind of rehabbing and getting back into shape. I got a lot of stuff I'm going to have to kind of rebuild here. Um, I'm in like a total reset mode right now. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of summer ball, can you explain to our audience kind of how summer ball works with college athletes or college baseball yeah. players? Because I actually have friends, too, that play. They play Juco and they play D1 at different schools. And it's a very interesting process. So, like, how do you link with teams? How does that all kind of come into formation? Yeah. So, for us, I mean, we're I'm very thankful. Like, our coaches here have so many connections. So, basically, like, they'll connect with a bunch of different coaches for summer ball teams and kind of give you some options. You're like, hey, we want you to go play here. And it, it all comes down to leagues. So this year, it's starting to all change right now, too, as we speak. The MLB is starting to adopt, like, leagues for different, like, years. Um, so we, like, we have a couple – we have two guys on our team going to play in the Appalachian League, which is the MLB league yeah. this year. Uh, we have two freshmen going there. Uh, the Northwoods is a very well-known one. That's I was going to go play there. Where so were you going to play in the Northwoods? Which I was going to be playing in Waterloo for the Waterloo Oh, Bucks. yeah, you are going to play for the Bucks. Cool. Yep. And then uh, there's coastal plains down kind of that Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi area, all the way to Carolina, Cape Cod, all that. So they kind of like pick where they want you to go and send you off there. And what happens is you go and you live with a host family for the most part, unless you're like from there. Um, Mm -hmm. Go live with a host family. And depending on the league, I mean, Northwoods, you'll play 70 some games in 70 something days. And it's kind of like a minor league schedule. You just go out there and meet a bunch of random guys and go have fun. So if you were playing for Waterloo, would you have lived with a host family or would you have been able to stay at your own place? I probably would have lived with a host family just because, I mean, you get you get back from some of those trips at 4 or 5 a.m. The last thing I want to do is drive an hour 15 back to Iowa City when I could drive 10 minutes to a host family's house. Fair. I go to bed because most of the time you got to be back at the ballpark by 3 o'clock latest the next day. Ooh, yeah, so, that's very fair. Uh, your, your hours become – you're, you're really counting down every 24 hours in your day at that point. Yeah. And, so. and Jack's roommate tried to walk in. <laughs> he did walk in, and I was like, don't fucking do it. Oh, I was just, I'm going to take it over because I have a question. I just remembered that you guys are only doing Big Ten this year, and I just think – is there a difference that you guys see in any scouting or just how teams are preparing from series to series, or is it just like any other year? Because th- these are the only games you guys are playing, just conference. And in a typical season, how many non-conference games would you guys probably have? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I can't name the exact number because I haven't actually gone through it because of COVID. Yeah. I know our first five, five or six, I think our first six weeks last year would have been non-conference and then getting the big time play. Whereas this year it's 44 games, all big 10. 
and you know, everyone talks, whatever the scouting reports are good. You're each team is pretty prepared for every pitcher and every hitter as you go in. So, I mean, it, it's, it's competitive. It's hard. It's a lot of fun though. I mean, it's, you get to kind of, I mean, you know, you know, you know the names of all the guys you're playing against and kind of know exactly what you're preparing for and stuff like that. So it's definitely, it's definitely a high level pre- like preparation and competition when you're out there. Well, I was about to say, like, kind of recognizing some of the players on the field. Like, does it does it kind of throw you back to a to it like a, a time like in high school or maybe travel ball when you would start playing with just the same guys over and over? And it's not like there's any sort of like buddy buddy camaraderie when you see that second baseman that tagged you out. But it's like you just keep playing these same guys over and over that you you do like you've just said you pick up their tendencies and like what they like to do, and it does get uber competitive. But being able to see these guys over and over, like it's got to kind of throw back a little, if not, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like, you'll hear these, you'll hear about guys all week long and then you'll see them all weekend. And by Sunday, it's like, you kind of know, like by Sunday, especially if guys are having a good weekend, like, you know, exactly who they are, what's going on, like everything else, whether you like have ever spoken to them or not, like there's, there's definitely a mutual like respect and like, Oh, like whoever's up right now without even having to like ask about it. It's interesting. I was, yeah, I was just thinking it's got to be interesting because with baseball especially, it's not like it's a very lax sport, but you, you when you're at first base and let's say you're on base and the first baseman's holding you, like you see him, what, two, three days in a row and you're going to see him again. Like, do, do you guys see teams again or not? I'm, I'm so not certain on that. That's happened a couple times where you'll play – like this weekend we have a pod series at our at, here in Iowa City. Okay. Um, and we played – so we have Maryland and Northwestern and we have two games, Maryland two Northwestern. We played Maryland at Ohio state back in week four, I believe it was. Yeah. That's a and so we'll see them again this weekend. And then like we played Nebraska and Minnesota and then we played Nebraska the very next weekend at our place. We played Ohio state in Minnesota and then went to Ohio state two weeks later for week four. So like it, we, we definitely had a few teams like Nebraska, Ohio state, and Maryland, where we've seen them multiple times throughout some of that point, it's just like like repeating the same stuff, kind of. I'm just kind of um, like attaching like different things, but like, is there a reason that you guys have so many neutral site games, or is this just because of this year? It's just because of the COVID year, to be honest. Yeah. I I don't fully understand how some. I think a lot of it was desi- designed to be if a team was, if a team were to go out because of COVID issues, then there'd be always be a pod going on. Oh, so like, oh, that makes, like, yeah, makes a little sense. Say yeah. like say like someone like one team was to go down one of the teams in that pod can just go to whoever was hosting that series or if the team that was hosting it went down go wherever else and play just to kind of design it so we're like in theory you'd always have a team to play that weekend um and early on those first two weeks we had neutral site games like in minnesota up at u.s bank we were down in round rock texas and then there was uh, another neutral site in one of the carolinas um that was just because the weather in the midwest is not not exactly great in early March. So, yeah. Well, and for like you guys, like when you've played in colder weather that a lot of schools usually don't, you know, like in California, Florida, Georgia, all these other places, what's it like to play a cold weather baseball game? Cause you're used to playing in the heat rather than the cold weather. So like, what's that like for you? Um, it's definitely, definitely mentality definitely becomes a big thing. Um, we always say the warmest team wins. So like in the dugout and stuff, like staying warm, staying loose and do what you can to keep yourself warm and keep blood flowing while you're out there. And 
I mean, it's the same game. You just, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of mentally block out the cold while you're on the field and while you're at the plate. And uh, other than that, it's the warmest team wins. You get in the dugout, you throw on as many layers as you can and stay warm. Yeah. What's get out a, there with the blood flowing. What's it like to catch in a very cold weather game where you're just like, is it actually warmer? Cause you're just like all your body heat is kind of like neutralized or is it just like brutal to like, I mean, personally, I would think you're just working a lot behind the plate. So you're not as cold. That was just my you're initial de- thought. Maybe for me, definitely. You're not as, it depends how cold we're talking. If we're talking low thirties, like, I mean, you're going to be cold either way. Um, you're definitely not as cold because you're just constantly moving and constantly like working back there. Um, and you got some extra layers on, but, um, it's definitely the way I've described those days is those are the days you really want to make sure you know how to catch a ball. Cause if you catch oh. one of those wrong, your hand will blow up a little bit. But other than that, it's not too bad. One thing I was going to ask you too, is you talked about earlier, like when you see teams numerous times, you get familiar with them and you kind of know what to expect. So like, have you built relationships with people at other big 10 schools just from playing them so many times or, being at first base, chopping it up with a guy, you know, first baseman, second baseman, whatever. Like, do you kind of build those like friendly rivalries a little bit with some of the other kids or not really? Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're, I'm, I mean, personally, like, I'm pretty friendly when I'm out there. Like I'm, I'm competitive. Like I'm going to, I'm not always going to like come out there and talk. But, like if I'm standing on first base and catcher goes talk to the pitcher, like I'll be like, Hey, what's going on first? Like, how you doing, man? Or if it's a guy that like has done anything, like just kind of make a quick kind of, shoot it back and forth but um honestly not a whole not we haven't we haven't seen guys enough and I haven't been here enough to really like see guys multiple years but I know there's definitely guys on our team that have like that have relationships just from playing guys year and year and year because you yeah. just get used to seeing the same names and the same like like I know here like Austin Martin's been our catcher now for three years like guys know who he is he knows who other guys are Ben Norman's been here for five years like he he knows so many different guys just from like that so you definitely build that over time. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. What's it been like to to be on such a like you you talked about earlier? There's such a veteran dominant team. Like, what's it like to learn from this team? And you said earlier you, they team started slow. You guys are now 15 and 10, seven game win streak, nearly eight. Like, what what is it like learning from them because they've been through it all? They've been through every experience. It's, it's awesome. Honestly. I mean, it's one of those things like very grateful that I came in when I did, cause I've gotten to learn from a lot of really, really like baseball smart people and life smart guys that are on this team. And um, just really get to kind of learn how to apply all the things that we talk about as a team all the time into your everyday, like routine in life, like our biggest things, like controlling what you can control and just kind of keep going away at the next one. Like, so we started off slow and our big thing was like, Hey, we can't control We can't definitely can't do anything about what we did yesterday. We'll focus on what we do today and tomorrow's for tomorrow and just kind of keep stuff like that. So um, it's definitely been a huge, huge advantage for me. I think overall just to uh, get to learn from some of the guys that I have. And then uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was your roommate. And I don't want to say his last name wrong. Cause I'm such a nice guy. How do you, is it? <sighs> No, uh, yeah. oh yeah so he was gonna be my roommate next year um, he's gonna be your roommate i thought he was right now okay no we're okay gonna be next year okay so so i wanted to ask about that um talk me through like if, if you talk last name jack fence i believe is that fence-key. how it is fence-key. fenske okay so yeah. 
talk did he talk to you at all about his like transfer process and like going through that and kind of like what inspired that his desire desire for a change of scenery yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm not going to talk about really what it was mm-hmm. but uh, no i mean i was with him like him and i've been talking about it the whole time um he, he's my best friend so i mean i've been i definitely talked to him about through all of it and kind of we spent a lot of we had a lot of late night drives and stuff kind of going and talking about things and um kind of getting through that one um it's got yeah. i mean I, I just for me like have has the baseball team as a whole um like what's that what's the transfer situation with baseball because i was just curious with how obviously with, with we've seen the transfer portal with football and basketball and that's obviously controlled a lot of headlines but like what is the baseball one like because i don't really feel like that gets a lot of publicity and obviously there's um, a lot of people who compete in high school athletics know that a lot of their friends might go to a junior college and then use that as a platform and they have to transfer. So kind of like what, what's that like with baseball? Cause I know that's, Oh, maybe it's the same. Maybe it's different. I don't know. No, the portal is about the same either way. Um, the big thing that's been passing and just passed through for baseball too, is that one time transfer rule. So you can transfer to it from D one to D one, one time. Um, so I, I don't know, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how that looks. Cause that's brand new that passed like maybe two weeks ago um for the baseball yeah. world um in the past had been you have to transfer go to a juco and then go from there um in the for baseball um but yeah no i know and for football obviously like noah noah just committed to colorado so he's going to be heading out to boulder um straight from here and uh yeah it's basically about the same though now so is there if for for baseball is there um you said that there's the one for one can you do it at any year or do they have any yeah. like okay no, it, it's it, it's any year if I wanted like if, if anyone wanted to transfer like going into their senior year they could, like that's gotcha. whatever. The one good thing about Noah transferring for you though is at least instead of making trips to his room now you got to make trips to Boulder. That's that's very true. Instead of driving five minutes down the road, <laughs> now I get to go out to Colorado. That'll be Bo- fun. Boulder to that. is so beautiful, man. <sighs> Yeah, I, I haven't been yet. I'm, I'm definitely. I haven't either. I haven't either, man. I just know from people that have gone there. Oh, it is. I've gone. Go there. Oh my yeah, god. I'm pretty sure it's, it's. I mean, all those stupid polls that like people make on Twitter, and it's like the rankings of the best looking college campuses. Like, it's gorgeous. All, all the experts think that Boulder's like top three, and it probably is because it's yeah. by the Rocky Mountains for Christ's sake. But yeah, Boulder's unbelievable. But I feel like there is one downside. To Noah leaving is he can't pound as many old Chicago wings with them anymore. I know, man. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I really don't. <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a big, big change for. And it's gonna be a big change for him, and I'm excited for him. You know, he's a he's an unbelievable guy, and he works really hard, and I'm excited for him. But I know I'm I'm definitely gonna miss him a lot. So a lot of stuff like that. But uh, I'll tell you what, you'll see me next year walking around with the Colorado jersey on. <laughs> Amen, man. Just with Fensky on the back. Oh, just, oh, okay. Good. You said about that on the, on the back. back. I was gonna I was gonna say not a baseball jersey. <laughs> no, I don't know if they have baseball there. Yeah, no, don't, <laughs> don't drunk. Still still all for the Hawks in every aspect. But, uh, I'll, I'll be a I'll be a Fensky guy on Sundays or on Saturdays too. Very fair. You, as you should be. I just I just wanted to clarify to the listeners because we talked about transfer portal and stuff. Oh, so I just no, wanted no. to make sure that oh, you weren't going in a Colorado jersey. Oh god, and especially in the climate of every like everybody's so speculative right now of the transfer portal, and it's just like 
it's like it's like the it's like the T word now. You can't say transfer portal, or else people get upset because some people think it's completely unfair for one way or the other. Like I, and this is what I'll say about like the transfer portal. But if if a, if a, like a student athlete, a college student thinks that's what's best for them, then so be it. Like that's it's there for a reason. That's, yeah, I mean, that's what I think. The thing, the thing people got to understand is, I mean, that that to make that decision is incredibly hard, incredibly taxing on, on the, yeah. like the person themselves. Like, there's nothing easy about that. So when they make that decision, like, there's so like there's so many different emotions that go into that. And, I mean, we all picked colleges for a reason. Like, whether they're right or wrong for us, we never know till you get here. And, I mean, I whether you ever agree or disagree with the reason for what why someone did what they did it's a tough, tough decision to make and they're doing what's best for them in their life and where they're going to be happy and enjoy what they do. And I, no matter what it is, I, I mean, I respect it. I mean, it's one thing I think every, everyone should, everyone should respect those decisions, whether you agree with it or not, because I'll tell you what, it's harder on no one than the athlete themselves. Yeah, definitely. And I think one thing that college sports fans forget too is nobody blows up on Twitter when a normal college non-athlete college student not who's not an athlete transfers schools it's just oh oh they're they're transferring oh they're just switching schools no big deal but when a college athlete transfers that's when it's like why are they leaving they shouldn't leave or the negative reactions begin and it's really kind of a double standard or unfair thing to put on a lot of um athletes just because you are college students too like yeah, I mean, and you should be able to like, choose where you want to go to school and what you want to do because it impacts you more than anybody else. Yeah, there, there's a whole package with that. Like I said, like kids will transfer just for school. We have a school, a program, a bunch of different, like so many different things that go into that. And uh, it's it's definitely, I mean, I, I, I get it, like as yeah. a fan and stuff, like, and I appreciate the passion and I love the passion of the fans and everything just uh sometimes people definitely got to remember like i mean we're 20 21 19 some 18 year olds we're, we're people are everyone's trying to just do what's best for them and um no one ever wants to like upset people with what with those decisions people are just trying to if place isn't right for you place isn't right for you like you got to live your life and put yourself in positions to be happy because it's it's hard like day to day is hard and you got to be happy with where you're at and you got to you got to love what you do yeah, for yeah. sure. And speaking of the fans, one thing that I just thought of that I wanted to ask you about is fans are allowed to come back to the games, which you guys got to experience firsthand and football just experienced, but they went the season without any, having any fans other than family. So for you, um, how many games did you guys have with no fans? If you had any, and we, we- Oh, sorry, go on. oh yeah and i was just gonna say what's it like having the fans back like what's been the difference for you no i mean uh the only series we really had with truly no like open fans was uh that nebraska series we had week three and we still had i mean every player had four we all have four tickets and whatever mm-hmm. and so it was, there was a decent little crowd there but uh it was definitely it's definitely awesome having the fans back in banks i mean it, it's great you could see a bunch of different families kids adults a bunch of people who are like from around here. It's, it's really exciting. It's a great atmosphere and banks is a fun place to be at a baseball game. So when we have our fans back, I mean, we, we love them and we get really excited when we get to have them and uh, it's definitely special. So we're definitely looking forward to this weekend coming up here as well with, with them again. Yeah. With that, like 
have you guys seen a difference this season with the fans with like maybe in normal years, like maybe just like last year before COVID like really struck and shut everything down? Like, have you guys seen a difference with like the passion or more fans wanting to come or whatever, just because they want to, they can like appreciate you guys more now, now that like they, you, you know, the team was basically taken from them for a period of time. So like, have you guys seen a difference at all with like how people have been at the games and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed, like, going around, like, when I'd be walking around campus or going to get a haircut or something, everyone's like, hey, when are when are fans coming back to Banks? When are we allowed to come back? When?" And uh, I know people were very excited for Hawkeye baseball to be open again, um, and so were we. I think definitely um, it's been a much bigger attention thing for people because it was taken away, like you said. So, uh, I mean, fans have been great. I mean, when they were here against Minnesota, and I no doubt in my mind they'll be like this for the rest of the time um just they were awesome great great. loud excited to be there kept momentum big with momentum everything else so and they're they're awesome yeah i'm planning to go to the penn state series that's when i haven't been to a baseball game yet so i'm really pumped about that awesome man i can't it's gonna be fun yeah it'll be a fun time i promise (laughs) (laughs) i do you know this is just so off topic but are pets allowed at banks what don't worry. It's a great question. I don't know why. Why? Why couldn't you just like have a like sit down with your dog or something, Sam? That'd be an awesome thing. To no, I, I want to know why you're asking. You know, other than your fish that you don't have anymore. I mean, what what pets do you have? Don't worry about it. It's just the question, Sam. This isn't for you. I want to. I feel like I've seen dogs there before, but at the same time, I don't really know. So, not entirely sure. I would, okay. I would def- that was I was just curious. I mean, Jack, it, it, Jack, Jack wants to bring though. Jack wants to bring his fish Scorgon to the game. Okay, I might as well. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. We'll just get this so quickly out of the way. Ty. Sorry, so you teed, sorry, you teed it up for me. You right. teed it up. I'm so sorry about this, but <laughs> my roommate <laughs> bought two beta fish, uh, Scorgon and Lion Destroyer Laser Laser Beam were their names. And, um, well, long story short, we bought them to fight each other to the death. And basically we were playing God right there. We were God and we put them into the tanks together and they didn't fight originally. And then they really started to go after, cause I could tell like they were probably hungry. So they started to fight each other. And, uh, I'm trying to think back who got who I think Scorgon was getting got Scorgon got got and, it was it was bad and one of my roommates said hey we should probably like pull him out and i said oh so now we're really gonna play god now we're really just gonna make them fight each other traumatize him and then save him so we actually did that and then no one's like decided to care for the fish anymore and i i fed them for a couple days but i was like i'm not taking care of these like these aren't mine and they eventually just like died in their own water i i'm assuming they just like inhaled their own feces or something died so yeah that was i mean those are the only pets i've had at college so far that's why sam brought them up and no they won't be attending we've already flushed them down the toilet like three weeks ago are you allowed to flush I gotta tell you. down the toilet are you supposed to do that i don't know I don't, all i know is i do not want to come back because you're fish one day <laughs> well <laughs> that is all i know bro look i didn't want this it was just like it happened. <laughs> tell, tell the other part of it, too, about how you guys almost got more fish to put okay. in the hot tub. <laughs> so the second part of the story is we have a hot tub, and we 
<laughs> we were gonna there's no filters in it so the water wasn't clean so we were going to have everybody that lives on our like street there's like 20 or so of us and we're gonna have everybody buy a fish and like kind of put their name into this battle royale that we were going to have with all of the fish and just put them into the hot tub like 25 beta fish and by the end of the night we'd see which one was still floating at the bottom and which ones had float to the top it, it's really disgusting I, beta if you're listening this, this is all a joke dark. this is yeah, all a joke complete joke complete this joke but this is like this is the type of shit i'm around right now it's crazy i have i'm the only sane one around here i swear it's not like i'm the one suggesting these ideas like I said, man, you gotta. I don't know if the pet stores can keep letting you buy fish at this point. <laughs> no, no, and we haven't bought fish, so I mean, they don't have any worries. But maybe we're gonna move on to a next animal, like a ferret, maybe, or a lizard. Yeah, Jack and his roommate should be on like a no fly list for pet stores, where like if they walk in, they're just banned. You're, you're going to be soon. <laughs> yeah, I probably like I. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not proud of this. Like I'm not. I'm sitting here. I'm not like, hey, I don't want to like put this on my resume. It's just something that's happened, and I've had to live with it as a college kid, and I've learned from it. And I'll definitely not have a fish when I'm an adult. If I have a family, I will definitely not. This is another thing. Since we're talking about fish, I think fish are the most irrelevant pet. And I know they could teach discipline and maybe routine and how to take care of something, which you did not do. I did my I did my deed. I didn't buy the fish. I'm not gonna like save the fish, okay? I'm not a Samaritan. This isn't like I'm not this is unbelievable that we're even having this discussion about these fish, but on the You're real, the one who asked about pets. That's your that's your pet. Man. The ball. Take yeah. Not my pets? pet. No, my pets are dead. They weren't my oh, fuck no, I just said they're like pets. <laughs> we gotta and end the this. The truth dude. comes out. We gotta Jack end seated, this. the truth comes out. This is I really hope like nobody nobody hears this part, man. I oh, I hope every know. this is a clip. This is terrible. This is bad. You know Jack's what? Jack's gonna if, edit this clip, and I'm gonna blow it up. Here, if you heard this part, I, I'm sorry. Like that's this isn't a reflection of me, but it happened. But he didn't feed the fish. But the fish I died. The buddy. Fish. But Here's, he flushed the fish down the before toilet. Before we it end doesn't this, reflect him. Before we end this, I will say one thing. I do think when I was feeding the fish. Based on how much water their bowl was, I think I gave a little too much food, and I think they might have suffocated and died on the food because they was just it was just getting all murky and so I think that they just didn't eat like I was giving them a Chinese buffet sized lunch and they really just needed like a lunchables and they were dying because of it. I can't. I, I, I look, I haven't had a fish in like 13 years and it wasn't even mine. It was my sister's and I looked at it. So I don't, I'm I not concerned. I swear you were about to say you gave the fish too much water and I was about to lose it. No, <laughs> no, but here I'll, I'll end it on this one. So we got, we had like goldfish last year and we were actually planning on taking care of this goldfish, like legitimately. Wow, and actually caring I'm for sure. the animal. No, yeah. we did. Wow. We, we bought it. At, we bought a tank, dude stop we bought a tank we bought an enclosure we bought everything it was awesome there were little rocks on the bottom they had like a little little house and we we poured water in from the faucet we're like, oh it's gonna be perfect you know this fish gonna have so much fun we named him craig 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 the fish it was awesome 
well, we didn't take into account that the water might have been a little chilly from the faucet. And Craig went into shock when he hit the water and died. So I'm not really good at fish. I'm not good with fish. So yeah, no no fish for Jack. Learned yeah. that tonight. I, I think Ty, I think Ty should tell the baseball officials for Iowa baseball that if pets are allowed, that Jack is barred from bringing a pet to the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, if you don't care for your pets, I don't want to know what you do to other people's pets. This yeah. is such a bad reflection. I have like four dogs at home that love me, and I love them so much. I swear, this Jack is... literally went home to be with his dogs a few weekends ago. I did. I know was... that's what I'm saying. Jack's and a I hypocrite. Had... Well. <laughs> God, now we really need to end it because I really needed to go home last couple weekends ago because I did take my car home because I needed to get it fixed because I hit a deer. Can we end the pod yet? Like I, this is really reflecting badly on me now. Yeah, like, it wrap. seems like I really hate animals. Okay, you, you, I'll let you close this one out. I'll let you escape this situation. It seems I'm in a first and third jam right now, and there's no real way out of it. <laughs> it seems I'm absolutely screwed either way. Um. Guys, I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't know where this went, man. This was about Ty, not my fishes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe you should ask pet questions. Yeah, I really opened up Pandora's <laughs> box. Not the same time, same place. We'll see you guys later.